to sit. Amen. <laughs> That's awesome. Everybody just bear with the ushers as they're trying to make, make do. That's awesome.
to Northside Baptist Church. Everybody got a seat? It's hard to find a place to sit when we're all standing. That makes it really difficult. So um, that is a good problem to have, right? But it is a problem that we're, we're going to run into a little bit more and more the further we get uh, into the school year. And so those are some things we got to think through and, and figure out. And so just continue to be in prayer um, for our leadership. Uh, we want to be as wise as we can be. Uh, right, we want to love each other, but we also want to we want to trust in the Lord in this, and not live in fear, but live by faith. But do that in a way that is wise and loving of our neighbor. So I want to welcome you to Northside Baptist Church. If this is your first time with us, good morning and welcome. If this is your first time with us, maybe in a while, welcome back. We're so glad that you are here uh, with us. Man, I just got back from a very restful, peaceful time at the beach. Some of you have already been there. Some of you are going. It was crowded. Uh, it was crazy, but it was, it was fun and restful. And so whenever I miss a Sunday to preach, I always come back ready and, and, and excited to preach again. If this is your first time with us, we have uh, our bulletin here. And inside that bulletin is a place for you to fill out some information about yourself. Uh, maybe you've had an address change, something along those lines, or maybe... Uh, there's a way that we can pray for you. You can write that down, and there's a box right out there uh, in the foyer. If you would just drop that in there, uh, we would greatly appreciate that. The praying the scripture verse this morning comes from Psalm 46. Uh, it's one that you may know by heart. Um, it's one that I know by heart, but I'm going to read it anyways just to make sure I don't get a word wrong. It says, be still and know that I'm God. Be still and know that I am God. And so for a few moments this morning, I just want you to be still. To take a moment to go before the Lord. Maybe this is the first moment you've had all morning, especially if you have kids, that you've been able to be still. So just be still. Be quiet. 
Seek the Lord and his face and ask the Spirit of God to move in your heart and the hearts of all of those here and those watching online. So would you just pray through that verse, be still and know that I am God. Father, we confess that though you tell us to be still, for most of us, if not all of us, that is hard. It is hard to be still. It is hard to be quiet. It is hard, as this verse in the context is saying to us, not to fight or resist against you or to think that we know better than you, but just to lay down our arms, to surrender, and to know that you are God. Lord, that is hard. And for my own life, I believe, Lord, it gets harder and harder in the culture in which we live. We are surrounded by so much noise that it is hard to be still. We are surrounded by so many people who want to speak louder and raise their voice, and there's so much arguing and bickering. It's so easy for us to get caught up into that. Lord, as we live in a, a more secular culture, Lord, it might be harder for us to stand for you. We may find it a little easier to resist you these days. And so, Father, we want to stop fighting. Lord, specifically this morning, before we sing anymore, Lord, I just want to take a moment. And God, I just want to pray for our, our students, our teenagers, our adults who are going to camp, who leave for camp tomorrow. God, my prayer for them God, is that you would keep us safe, that your favor would be upon us, you would give us safe traveling, that you would Lord, just watch over us as we're there, that no one would get sick, that we wouldn't take any sickness with us. But God, once we get there, that you would show us and teach us and teach our teenagers how to be still. Lord, they would set aside all distractions. God, they would set aside all the things that are weighing on them. And as they sit under the preaching of God's word on a nightly basis, under the teaching of God's word, as they get away from the things of the world, as they unplug... Lord, that they would be still and that they would know that you are God. And that as you use camp to change my life in so many ways, God, you would use this week to transform the hearts, the minds, and the lives of our students. That, God, when they return on Saturday, they will not return the same. And it won't last for a day or a week, but for the rest of their life, they will be transformed, God, through the power of the Spirit of God and what you're going to do through them this week. You will go before us. You will go with us. You will come back with us. And, oh, God, just teach your people how to be still and to know that you are God. Well, as we continue to worship, be exalted through our words and our hearts. We, we ask this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. would you stand? Let's continue to worship together. Let assurance, Jesus is mine. Let's sing it all together. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of Glory divine, heir of salvation, purchase of God.
Remain standing, if you will. Take your Bibles to Psalm 46. I'm just going to read verses 10 and 11, but we will look at the majority of this psalm. Psalm 46, verses 10 through 11. This is the Word of God. This is God speaking. Verse 10, when he says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. You may be seated. Tomorrow morning, our teenagers, our students, some adults, myself included, really excited about that, we're going to go to camp. Uh, I'm looking forward to going. These last four months, I haven't seen our teenagers and students a lot. I also have a, a son that, that's going, and so I'm looking forward just to build some relationships with our students. I know how instrumental camp was in my life. Uh, it was at a youth camp at Ridgecrest, North Carolina, that God called me into the ministry. And, and so when you go to camp, and going to camp is a little bit different today than it was 25 years ago. And I found this out two years ago when I led our students in Florida to go to camp. 25 years ago, when it was time to go to camp, but I didn't have a cell phone. Like cell phones, I think the only person that had a cell phone was Zach Morris off Saved by the Bell, and that was a monstrosity, right? Cell phones weren't a thing for us. And so not only did I, was it not hard for me to go to camp and unplug, I also at home wasn't constantly bombarded by, by things. And so... Like when I went to camp, you unplugged. Well, two years ago, it was the first time I'd had to lead students when, what do you do with cell phones, right? And, and it's much harder today, I think, to learn and to know how to be still, how to unplug, how to put those distractions aside and just be still. Church, there is so much noise around us right now. And it would be very easy for us to get caught up in all of that. The arguing, the bickering, the mudslinging, the name-calling, the finger-pointing, the fear-mongering. More than ever, the people of God need to be still. We need to be still before God. And I want you to notice a couple of things from our text this morning. And, and number one is really, really important here in verse 10. And I want you to notice this, that God extends an invitation for all to be still and know that he is God. Most of this psalm is written about God. It is speaking about God. And then you come to verse 10 and God himself speaks. And it says, be still and know, not that he is God, but he says, be still and know that I am God. This is the Lord speaking, and he says, be still. The idea is something like this. Your translation may in fact say, stop fighting. It's, it's this, as you know the glory and greatness of God, stop your mouth from arguing with him or opposing him. Simply surrender. Lay down your arms and surrender. Stop fighting. This morning, this is true for both unbelievers and believers. 
Those of you who are not a believer in Christ, whether you're in this place or you're watching online, right? Stop fighting against God. Stop running from God. As he pursues you, surrender. Lay down your life as I did on June 18, 1990, as I gave my life to Jesus Christ. But believers, this verse is for you and I too. Because when I gave my life to Jesus on June 18, 1990, it's not like I never disobeyed God again or, or stopped running from God or tried to tell God, no, I'd rather have it be this way. The believers in Christ, the redeemed children of God, continue to look to God for help. Be still. Take your hands off. Stop trying to be in control. Be still before the Lord. Be quiet before the Lord. Be still. Now, for some of you, that was an awkward five to ten seconds. Because you don't like to be still. You don't like quiet. You, you, you always have to have noise or something going on in the background. It's really hard for you just to be still before the Lord. For some of you, right, you were right at home right then when it was silent. You're like, we could do this all day. Just stop talking, Pastor. I like it when it's quiet. Be still before the Lord. Take your hands off. Stop being in control. Shane and Shane uh, have written a song based upon Psalm 46, and I love this line. It says, though oceans roar, you are the Lord of all, the one who calms the wind and waves and makes my heart be still. And isn't it good to know that in the midst of the craziness around us, your heart can be still before God. You can have peace with the Lord. Look what he says. Be still and know. And know. To notice, to learn, to realize, to be aware. The psalmist says be still and know. Stillness leads to knowing. Being still leads to knowing. It is precisely when you admit you don't know something that you're more likely to learn about that thing. If you say, I know everything there is to know about everything, then you're not going to learn anything. But when you can say, look, I don't know everything there is to know about this, you are more likely to learn. It is important to be still. We are living in a world surrounded by experts. Everyone is an expert on everything. You are not, and I am not. We need to be still. But when we are still, hear me, the Lord will get your attention. And even when you are not still, he still has a way of getting your attention. I remember about a month and a half ago, I was in this sanctuary one morning by myself. And in the front of my Bible, I have eight things that I pray for on a weekly basis as I'm preparing to preach. One of those things that I pray, it's actually number two on my list, is this. Lord, please increase my love for the people who will hear this sermon. And I was in here, and there are some times when I'm in here that I will sit right over there as not to contaminate your seat. That's a joke, but I do sit over there. <laughs> other, other times I will walk 
So you may come in here one morning, and I'm in here, I'm just walking, and I'm praying. And I was praying, God, increase my love for the people who will hear this sermon. And I was trying to be still, and I was trying to be quiet, and I have prayed that now for years. And for the first time, the Lord confronted me with something, and I stopped. As I was praying, God, increase my love for the people who will hear this sermon. God reminded me that includes your wife and your two sons. Because they're in a unique position. Not only am I their husband and their father, but I am also their pastor. And so as I prayed, God, increase my love for the people who will hear this sermon. God said that also includes your family. And look, we're living, again, in crazy times, and we're trying to navigate, especially as it relates to this virus, what do we do? And so here's been my prayer for my family, what they will see in me. Number one is they will see someone who is trying to walk in wisdom. I don't know. I don't know. But we got a lot of people in here today. That makes me a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. I'm responsible for you. So walk in wisdom. I was just at the beach. There were a lot of people there. I heard while I was there that one in five people who come back from Florida come back sick because the virus is spreading everywhere. So everywhere we went, we had a mask on. We were one of the few, but I went. Why? Because I have a responsibility, I believe, to you. To not only be wise, but to walk in love, right? I want to I love on you. I'm going to camp. I don't want to take anything to camp and get your kids sick, right? To, to walk in love, but also this. To walk by faith. Right, I want my, my wife and my children to see I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Do you understand that living is dangerous? It always has been. And it always will be. Now you're here. So you're here. So that means you may be a little nervous about being here, but you, but you came. At some point, all of us have to make the decision, I've got to go back. I've got to go back and worship. I have to. And it's dangerous. And I, and I know that. And I want you to hear me as you're watching this online. I get that. But at some point, we have to walk by faith. Now, listen, that doesn't mean we don't walk in wisdom. And it doesn't mean we don't walk in love. But at some point, we have to trust God. Why? Because we know who he is. Look what it says. Be still and know that I am God. Notice what it doesn't say. It does not say be still and know the details. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say be still and know the reasons. It doesn't say that. What's it say? Be still and know that I am God. If we are going to trust God, then we need to know him. Trusting springs out of knowledge. We know him, therefore we can trust him. And in this psalm, we learn that our God is the Lord of hosts, and he is with us. So notice, secondly, as we begin to see who he is, we begin to put faith in him. Number two, God is the Lord of hosts. Therefore, we will not fear against the raging of nature or the raging of nations. Look what it says in verse 7. The Lord of hosts is with us. The Lord of hosts, the Lord of armies, the Lord Almighty. He is king of the multitude. He is sovereign over all things. Now, as you read this psalm, the psalmist paints two pictures of extreme crisis. 
that the people of God are going through. Verses one one through three is one crisis. Verses four through seven is a second crisis. Look at the first crisis. We see the raging of nature. We're going to come back to verse one. It says, God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble. Look at verse two. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way. This speaks of a violent shaking, as if the world literally is crumbling apart. As if everything in your life is crumbling. It is literally, right, giving way. And what does the psalmist say? We will not fear. Though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, whether this be the Rockies or the Smokies, it's as if they are crumbling. They are no more. These monstrosities that we see that seem immovable, right, are crumbling in nature. Though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Think about this. When there is a tornado, you take shelter. When there is a flood, you move to higher ground. But what do you do? And I've never experienced this in my own life. What do you do when the very ground, the very foundation that you stand on begins to shake so violently That it falls out from underneath you. That's the picture here. That everything is crumbling. It is falling apart. What will you do? Will you be afraid? Will you freak out, flip out, eventually flake out? Our God is the Lord of hosts. And he can be trusted. And the psalmist says he can be praised in the midst of raging nature. I love this story. There was an earthquake many, many years ago. The inhabitants of a small village were alarmed by the quake. They were, they were scared. But they were also surprised at the calmness and apparent joy of an old woman they all knew. And so they went to her and they said, how are you not afraid? And this was her response. She said, I rejoice to know that I have a God who can shake the world. Mm. She wasn't terrified of what she couldn't control, but she was trusting in the very one who had the power to shake the world to begin with. That's where her hope was. Shane and Shane in their psalm, in their song, Psalm 46, says this: Though the earth gives way, the mountains move into the sea, the nations rage, I know my God is in control. So we see the raging of nature. Then you come to verse 4. We begin to see the raging of nations. Look at verse 6. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice and the earth melts. Look at that. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. Kind of sounds familiar if you ask me. And I read that and I can't help but wonder, man, is our nation in the midst of raging? Is our country tottering, teetering, whatever you would say there, right? The language, is it, is it on the verge of collapsing around us? But look what it says. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He, the Lord of hosts, utters his voice and the earth melts. The idea here is going from a solid to a liquid. With a focus that this state cannot resist the force or power exerted upon it. So ice... Right, is water in its solid state. 
Ice is water in its solid state. You put that ice out in this Georgia heat, and what's going to happen? It's going to melt. It's going to melt. The nations are raging, raging. The kingdoms are tottering. And yet our Lord can simply speak, and the earth will melt. It will cease to exist. Derek Kidner writes, our true security is in God, not in God plus anything else. The last night of vacation, Ryan and I rode our bikes to the, to, the, to the beach. You're like, man, you got a lot of exercise if you were riding your bikes. That was the only time I rode a bike the whole week. The very last night, we rode a bike over to the, the beach, and, and the, the flag was up. You couldn't get in the water. I mean, the, 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 the waves were just coming in. And I stood there with Psalm 46 on my mind. And I thought, man, if I walked out here in this water and I couldn't swim, right, I would stand no chance. These waves would take me. Yeah, my God can simply speak. And those waves that could destroy me would cease. And that's our God. If that is your God, we don't have to live in fear. I love what Jonathan Edwards writes. He says, For he that hath made all things out of nothing, and upholds and governs and manages all things every moment in all ages without growing weary must be of infinite power. That our God is upholding and governing and managing all things at every moment in all ages and he never gets tired. That is an infinite God. How many of you all have taken a cruise? Anybody here been on a cruise? All right, we've been on a cruise one time. Uh, when we went on the cruise, thankfully the waters were not rough. Some of you have probably been on a cruise when, when the waters were rough. Right? If, if I was on a boat and the waters begin to get a little rough, I would just let you know I'd probably get a little worried. I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, I don't love being on the water to begin with, and so I'd, I'd get a little worried. And I might be trembling, and I might be afraid, but there should be one person on that boat who is not afraid, and that's the captain. At least I hope he's not afraid, because if he's afraid, we're in trouble, right? That captain should not be afraid. Why? Because he knows what he's doing. He's navigated the rough waters before. He knows how to navigate the ship. Why? Because he has greater knowledge. He's learned it. He's experienced it. He's been through it before. Hear me. There are times, and if I'm honest, there have been many times lately in which I think our world has gone crazy. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't. I don't know if things are ever going to be normal, when they're going to be normal, what's going to happen with anything that's going on around me. And if I'm honest, there are times that I don't really understand what God is doing. But hear me, and hear me clearly. God doesn't need my permission. He doesn't need my permission. God doesn't have to give me a heads up. He doesn't have to say, hey, Aaron, just let you know this is going to happen. He doesn't owe me that. He can do as he pleases, and we can know that everything he does is always going to be for his glory and my good. So you and I need to learn to be still. And to know that whatever God is doing, he's going to work it for his purposes, for his glory. God will be exalted. Look what verse 10 says. Be still. Know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. God will be exalted. Will you be found to be exalting him? Will you be found to be one of those who are exalting his name? We can't exalt his name and ours at the same time. We can't exalt his will and our will at the same time. We can't exalt his kingdom and our kingdom at the same time. 
So we must be still and know that he is God. And notice thirdly this morning that God is with us and he is on our side. Look what it says in verse 7. The Lord of hosts is with us. Verse 1, God is our refuge and our strength. Man, I need someone who is stronger and greater than me. And God is stronger and greater than me. And he says he's a very present help in trouble. That means he is ready. He can be found in your trouble, in your trials, in your tribulation. God is a very present help in trouble. He is available for you. I love what Ligon Duncan writes. He said he's the God of armies. He has host and host and legions of angels at his disposal, protecting his people. He's the God of armies, but even better than that, he's on our side. If God is for us, who can be against us? God is on our side. And hear me, church. He has an answer to your sin. He has an answer to your pain. He has an answer to your troubles. That answer isn't ultimately in a sermon or in a book or in a theory. God's answer to your sin, your pain, and your trouble is a person, and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen? He is the answer. And here's what I love. The all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present God of Psalm 46 is the same God who came to us in Jesus Christ and suffered and died on a cross for my sins. The same God who is the Lord of armies is also Emmanuel, God with us. And look at verse 7. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. The God of Jacob, right? God is a God of promise, a God of covenant. We know that he's the, he was the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. And so what the psalmist says here, this is interesting, and, and, and most every commentary pointed this out, is that he says the God of Jacob. Why Jacob? Why didn't he say the God of Abraham or the God of Isaac? He says the God of Jacob. Who was Jacob? He was a deceiver. He was conniving. And yet, God chose Jacob over Esau. Not because Jacob was more worthy. He wasn't. It's because God is worthy. And God is sovereign over all things. This morning I am not worthy. But God is worthy. Martin Luther loved the 46th Psalm. He had a close friend named Philip. And he would often say to Philip, come Philip, let us sing the 46th Psalm. Martin Luther would write the well-known hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. That hymn comes from the 46th Psalm. Listen to the second verse. And man, if I could sing, I would sing it for you. But instead, I will quote it. It says, Did we in our own strength confide, our striving would be losing. Were not the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing. Dost ask who that may be? Christ Jesus, it is he. The Lord of hosts, his name. From age to age the same. And he must win the battle. It's Luther 
in the midst of his suffering and troubles and trials, would come back to the 46th Psalm and say, Philip, let's sing this together. Let us sing this psalm. Brothers and sisters, this morning, be still and know. This morning, our hope is in Jesus Christ. The Lord of hosts is with us. So come and linger at the foot of the cross. Be still and know God's love for you. Come this morning and linger at the empty tomb and know of God's power over sin, death, and Satan. Let me close with an amazing, amazing passage of Scripture uh, in the Old Testament, and I'll be brief here. It's 2 Kings chapter 6. Elisha, there's a servant of, of God here. Beginning of verse 15 says, When the servant of the man of God rose early in the morning and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was all around the city. And the servant said, Alas, my master, what shall we do? They were outnumbered. Chariots and men surrounding them. He said, Do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. I imagine the servant just looking around going, Say what now? <laughs> huh? I mean, do you see the chariots and the men surrounding us? And then Elisha prayed and said, O oh Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. God opened the servant's eyes so that he could see what Elisha could see. And what he saw was the Lord of armies with all of his angels surrounding the people of God. Church, you and I may not be able to see the spiritual world around us. But right now, you and I need to know that the Lord of hosts is still the Lord of hosts. And he is still with us. And he will protect us. He will watch over us. Therefore, we have nothing to fear. But rather, we live by faith because of who he is and what he has done for us. Would you close your eyes and bow your head? One more time, I'm just going to ask you, will you just be still? Be still. Maybe, maybe the Spirit of God has been speaking to your heart, and, and you're like, man, what do I do with this? Man, would you just surrender right now? Don't wait till you get in the car. I mean, the distractions will start. Don't wait till you get out in the parking lot. I mean, respond to God right now. Respond to Him right now. Just be still and know whether you're afraid about the virus or you're in the midst of trouble or difficulty and, and man, it's, just, it's gotten the best of you and you're just like, God, what do I do with this? Just be still and know that he is God. God, would you just speak right now in this moment? Spirit of God, open the eyes of the unbeliever. God, circumcise the heart of the lost. That right now at this moment they might see, God, who you are. That they might believe and trust and reach out for you as you invite them to be still and know that as, they, as they're still, as they know, God, that you are God, that they will come to believe and trust in Jesus Christ, confessing their sinfulness, repenting, turning from their sinfulness, believing in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, right now would you save? 
And if someone just has given their life to you, God, may they reach out. May they see Pastor BJ or come talk to me after the service or, or call the church or send, send an email to let us know, hey, I've given my life to Jesus. What's next? What happens next? Lord, for those who are, who are afraid, Lord, would you just strengthen them? God, as we stand to sing one last time here in just a moment, Spirit of God, move in our midst, we pray. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand. We're just going to sing a couple verses of, of this hymn. And so would you just sing and respond as the Lord speaks to you? We are one in the bond of love. We are one in the bond of love. We have joined our spirit with the spirit of God. We are one in the bond of You may be seated for just a couple moments. I uh, just encourage you to look over the bulletin. There's a lot of stuff in there. NBC's got talent, Awana, information about that. Uh, continue to pray for our students about camp. You also see uh, something in there about deacon nomination. So that's going to begin uh, next week. We have a deacons meeting today at 2.30. Obviously with COVID, with what's going on, that, that may look a little bit different this year. And so we're going to kind of hammer out. Some details, we still have a lot of people at home who have been, been, been unable for whatever reason to come back and worship with us. And so we'll give you more details about that this week. I'll, pr I'll try to send out an email to let you know what that process will look like, but that will take place the next two Sundays. We have a great resource. Uh, Pastor BJ is going to come and talk more about it. He mentioned it last week. Uh, we've been thinking about some discipleship and what that may look like, and so... Um, we got a great resource. We're going to give you some more information about that. All right, thank you. Yeah, like uh, Pastor Aaron was saying, there's a, a resource. You should have this in your bulletin. This little, this little color flyer here from Right Now Media. There, there's over 20,000 videos that the church wants to resource you with. And so uh, there's, there's several different things that... That, that you can use this for. Uh, there, some of today's best Bible teachers are on there. All of today's best Bible teachers are not on there because neither one of us are on there yet. So, but, but there are a lot of good Bible teachers that are, that are on there. And so uh, you may ask, well, how can we use this resource? And so I'm glad you asked me that. So for, for one, there is a, there's an entire section of just children's programming. Now, there's, there's a couple of ways you can do that, parents. Uh, I'm not going to let you know which way I've done, but you can just say, hey, babe, for just a minute, you can watch anything on this channel while I go, you know, take care of what I got to take care of. And uh, or you can sit down and watch it with your children. And I really would encourage you to, to do that and watch it. And maybe, in, you know, in, instead of the latest Disney movie that you watch together, maybe watch a couple of these videos and there are some of them on there that are really entertaining. I've watched even when my kid's not in the room. They're, they're, they're really good, okay? Um, 
So I would encourage you to do that. There's teen Bible studies. Hey, parents, if there's some topics that you want to discuss with your teenagers, not just real sure how, maybe you watch it first and then let them watch it, okay? Men's and women's Bible studies. There's stuff on marriage. Uh, there's, there's some counseling session. Um, you know, if you're dealing with depression or dealing with, with some issues that, that you just need some help, it's there. Uh, financial stewardship. There's all kinds of resources on there, okay? Now, you can probably sign up on your own. I don't really know how that works, but what we're saying is if you sign up through our church, there's a couple of things that, that can happen. One is uh, over the next few weeks, next couple of months, uh, Pastor Aaron and I will sit down and then we can actually edit and put together some specific problems. So like if we were going to do something on, on, on marriage, if we want to put a marriage series together, we may pull a couple of videos from this series and a video from that series and one from over here and put them together and cater it for what we think it will be useful in our church. So you can, you can do that um, if you sign up through the church. Now, how, how do you sign up? Well, today at noon, today at noon, you'll receive an email. If, and this is a big if, if we already have your email address. So if you don't receive that email, First of all, check your spam folders or whatever to make sure that it's not there. But contact the church to make sure we have your email address, okay? Now, that's not the only way. There's also, um, there is a QR code out in the, in the Narthex. Sorry, that was, a, that was a term I used at a previous church. The foyer. Go look it up. Narthex is the appropriate word there. Um, so there you go. There's your, there's your, I don't even charge you for that. So um, you, you can do that, but you can also text. Okay, I'm going to give you this, and then, then pretty much I'm going to be done. You can text one word right now. Now it's, now it's right, R-I-G-H-T-N-O-W, right now. Now, new word, so put a space, N-B-C-N. So right now, all one word, new word, N-B-C-N. You can text that to the number 41411. Okay, so we can send out emails with that information as well. But um, now here's the thing. You say, Pastor, I don't want it. Well, let me tell you what you do. When it comes in, you see it, click delete, and it's, you ignore it no more. You don't, you don't have to fool with it. But if you, if you would like this resource, uh, it's made available to you. You just follow the, the prompts in the email and you can sign up. So it, I think it's going to be a great thing for us. Uh, we can use it all. There's so it, it is very, very versatile, even more versatile than I realized when we first looked at this. Um, so just want to get that resource to you. So uh, if you have any questions this week, uh, you can try to reach me while I am wrangling uh, teenagers at camp. But you, you reach us. Awesome. Awesome. Great resource. Take, take advantage of that. I think it'll be very helpful uh, in, in your personal walk with the Lord. Uh, Brother Larry Smitham is going to come and dismiss us in prayer. Um, as he's coming, uh, Pastor BJ and I will both be uh, at camp this week. We're less than three hours away, I believe. Isn't that right, BJ? Less than three hours away. So, hey, if you need something other than right now, media, because he just said you could text him for that. But if you need something this week, if something goes wrong and you need prayer, let me just encourage you to reach out to me. Uh, I'm there just to kind of help and hang out and build relationships, but there's a lot on BJ as he leads those trips, uh, so just reach out to me. You no need to bother him. Man. He's going to have his hands full uh, loving on those students. If there's something we need to come back for, I will come back, um, so if you need us, let us know. You got your deacon 
they may be your first point of contact this week. But again, just pray for us that the, the, the Spirit of God will just do a mighty work in us while we're there and that we'll also stay safe. If you will stand, Larry, will you close us with a word of prayer? Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Most gracious Heavenly Father, what a uh, blessing it's been today to come out and to worship you. What a uh, uh, awesome day uh, to see uh, so many gather in, in your house, Lord. Thank you for that opportunity. We just pray that you would be with our, our students and our staff as they uh, go on this trip this week. Uh, may you give them traveling mercy and uh, may... Uh, your name be honored this week as they uh, uh, gather. Pray that uh, you would be with those that are uh, sick and uh, in our in our midst here, Lord. Those that are dealing with the with the COVID themselves, Lord. We pray for their health. Uh, just pray that you would uh, be with our our teachers and our, uh, students, our parents, uh, as we uh, begin to look at a. A new school year, which is uh, going to be different than any that we've ever faced before, Lord. Pray that you would uh, watch over our, our uh, president and our vice president and all of our leadership, Lord. All of, uh, all of our uh, police and first responders. Be with each of them, Lord. We just pray for their health and their safety. We just uh, pray that you'd watch over us now, lead and guide us, and go with us as we go about our, our business, Lord. Forgive us where we fail thee, for it's in Christ's name I pray, amen.